Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, October 12th. Here are election 2020 updates from today's show. In the past seven days, nearly 300,000 Americans tested positive for the coronavirus, and 4,500 of our fellow Americans died. Many of them did not have access to the world-class medical care that President Trump did. 13 states, most of them in the West and Midwest, reported record-setting numbers of new infections over the last week, including in my home state of Minnesota, where I worry every single day that the contagion could come next for my mom. The seven-day rolling average for new cases reached new highs in Alaska, Colorado, Indiana, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. Nationwide, the number of new COVID cases being reported each day has been slowly but steadily climbing since mid-September. Since February, at least 215,000 Americans are dead, more by far than any other country in the world. Meanwhile, this president continues to insist that he is not contagious and that he's clean, to use his word. But health experts say that's not certain. Trump tweeted on Sunday that he is now immune to the coronavirus and can't give it, even though the White House has not released any negative test results and immunity to the virus remains poorly understood. Trump's tweet was quickly flagged by Twitter, which said it contained misleading and potentially harmful misinformation. It's the latest example of the social media giant pushing back against the president's posts about the deadly virus. Some recovered patients with COVID have been reinfected, and experts say many questions remain about immunity, including how long the antibodies last. Trump's claim came one day after his physician said he is no longer considered a transmission risk to others. In a memo that seemed to clear Trump to return to his normal activities a little more than a week after he announced that he had tested positive for the virus and then spent three days in the hospital. Trump is headed to Florida tonight to hold a big in-person rally. The reason they picked Florida is because there are fewer restrictions on events. And while the White House won't answer many of our basic medical questions and the chief White House physician, Sean Conley, hasn't answered any reporter questions in a week now, The Trump campaign put out a new campaign commercial on Sunday that twists Tony Fauci's words. The commercial tries to argue that Trump took forceful and decisive action against the virus, despite his constant efforts to publicly play down the pandemic. After the ad asserts that Trump tackled the virus head on as leaders should, it includes a clip of Fauci appearing to endorse that claim. But the clip has been selectively edited to remove key words, and Fauci was not even talking about Trump at all. Fauci put out a statement last night saying he's not political and the comments attributed to him without his permission are taken out of context from a broad statement he made seven months ago about the effort of federal public health officials. This speaks to another casualty of this pandemic, which is trust in government, especially government science. Politics has thoroughly contaminated the scientific process, and the result has been nothing less than an epidemic of distrust. The White House has repeatedly meddled with decisions by career professionals at the FDA, the CDC, the NIH, and other science-based agencies. Many of the nation's leading scientists, including some of the top doctors in the government, are deeply disturbed by the collision of politics and science and bemoan its effects on public health. Fauci told my colleagues Joel Achenbach and Lori McGinley in an interview that he's never seen anything that closely resembles this. 
He says it feels like a pressure cooker on the inside. Fauci and his boss, NIH Director Francis Collins, have good reasons to worry. The latest polls show trust in a potential vaccine has been plunging. A Pew poll in September found that only 21% of respondents say they would definitely get a coronavirus vaccine if it's available immediately, down from 42% a few months before. Meanwhile, Trump, who has become even more erratic than usual since he started taking heavy doses of steroids, pivoted again on Sunday as it relates to stimulus negotiations after facing a bipartisan backlash. The president's aides are pushing for immediate action now on a narrow measure after Trump's $1.8 trillion proposal was rebuffed by members of both parties on Saturday. In a letter to Congress sent yesterday afternoon, White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin asked lawmakers to pass legislation allowing Trump to redirect about $130 billion in unused funding from the Paycheck Protection Program intended for small businesses, while negotiations continue on a broader relief effort. The latest request is unlikely to advance in the House, where Speaker Nancy Pelosi has rejected standalone legislation and insisted that everything needs to happen in a comprehensive package. Pelosi has in particular demanded that Trump adopt the Democratic plan for robust testing and contact tracing. Lawmakers in both parties support an extension of the Paycheck Protection Program, and more than a dozen moderate Democrats in the House facing tough re-election fights have indicated support for a GOP procedural move that could force a floor vote on that standalone PPP bill. But it's not clear if they'll have enough support to require a vote on the House floor. Thanks for listening. I'm James Homan. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 every weekday morning wherever you get your podcasts. 